Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiya, Bob. Great to see you. How's your health? Everything okay? Can I get you a cup of tea? Or maybe a nice cold bottle of water? One of them posh ones that's got electrolytes in it. Oh, honk honk. <laughs> is, that, is that all right? That's what you wanted, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm enjoying that. an opening. Well, don't you feel better for doing it? Really? A little bit more upbeat. It feels a bit weird, to be honest. You know, I think you should introduce that attitude in, into your life. You know, when you're wandering around Sunderland. Yeah. Say hello to people, ask how they are. Do no, you want you to don't choose... want to do that in Sunderland. Why not? You get chinned. Do you want a choice of name, Andy? I always offer you it. You do? Okay. Hit me with them. I've got a couple, um, and I think I know the one you're going to choose. All right. Um, first one, would you like to be called this week Jack the Slice? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe you would. What about this one? Mark, how do you do? No. 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 No, you didn't like that, did you? Would you like to be Gary Ball? No. I always like to offer you just like a nice proletarian. <laughs> It's Gary Ball. He's the lathe operator. Yeah. yeah, he'll go down the chip before you. Yeah, no. Here's the one, though. I think you might Is like this. Is this the one? Don't know. Come on, then. The Emerald Blade. <laughs> Maybe Jack the Slice is better. Uh, yeah, it's you up know to what? You. I'm favouring Jack the Slice. How do you do, Jack the Slice? Thank you very much, Eric. Honky Tonk, how are you doing? This podcast is part hosted by... Jack the Slice, a plump lad with the look and feel of a fat ball that one hangs in the garden for finches and magpies to peck upon. He harbours dreams tight held in to escape the drudgery of his life in Sunderland, where he walks the dog-tod strewn paths in search of markdown produce at his local Asda on his way home from yet another defeat at the Stadium of Lies. Stadium of Lies. Yeah, that's a little introduction. So that's like, good. This podcast is part hosted yeah, by yeah. Jack the Slice. Good, good. I've got some questions for you, Bob. Fire away. All right, here's the first one. Even though you've admitted to being useless at DIY, do you own any power tools? Yes, I've got a power drill. Just like in case an actual adult comes around and needs to use it in an emergency. Do you know that's quite right? Me, me father-in-law will occasionally use it to really? p- put a mirror up or yeah. repair a... Do you feel emasculated when that happens? No, I feel like I'm in the presence of a different type of person, different yeah. type of man. A yeah. man. Yeah. You said person there originally. You were going to say man, weren't you? Yeah, all right, I'll say man. Because yeah. he is a man. And I'm a boy, is yeah. that what you yeah, wanted to yeah, say? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, you a got... very, very old boy. Excuse me, have you what? got any power tools? Yeah. How many? What, tell me a little bit more. Sander, uh, what, what have you got? I've got a drill. You've got a drill? Yeah. And do you use it often? Yeah. What, when your neck curtains fall down, you drill them back up? <laughs> I'm going to put a um, I'm going to put a rack up for me spoons next a week. Spoon rack. A spoon rack above the cooker. That's your that's your project for the that's week. That's my next it? project. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice above the cooker because then 
all the um, all the shite that floats off your fish fingers and your pork chops goes onto your spoons. Goes onto your and then spoons. you have to wash your spoons before you want to use them. Or alternatively, you can just use it as a what you might call a barrier and say that you know they've had barrier on them, so they'll be perfectly hygienic. What I might do though, I might invest in some spoon socks. Yeah, and the, put the spoon socks over the spoons. What about the problem that there is no such thing? How are you going to get around that? Well, I could just fashion some, <laughs> maybe from like a pair of tights or something. Yeah. Okay, well, if that, if that's your project, I will. I genuinely yes, wish you well Yes, I think it. I won that one. Excuse me. What? Excuse me. Your T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's certainly not startling brilliant white like Julux or anything like that. In it's, fact, it's so far away from that. I'm asking, is it a beige T-shirt or it's is a, it a white it's, T-shirt? It's a white T-shirt. What the fuck's happened to it then? I've just had it on a few times. You've been cooking in it, have you? Yeah, Cooking your kippers or something. Jesus Christ, that is tainted. Carry on. Ooh, okay, second question. Do you ever sit on the floor at home, and if so, why? I sit on the floor for hours and hours and hours on end. That is my standard uh, television-watching position. You watch television on it's the on floor? on my knees, on the Like rug. a boy as opposed to a man? I suppose... It is exactly like a boy. Do you lie on the floor on your tummy in front of the fire no, and I watch don't, the telly? I don't do that. <laughs> I don't actually lie. On the rug. I don't I'm on the rug, but I'm on my knees, do you know? Kicking your feet up in the air. No, I'm telling I've told you I'm you know, like on me with me shins tucked under me thighs. And that's how I watch the telly. Lying on your tummy. Not lying on my tummy. Your, resting your head in your hands. What are you trying to say, Andy? That you're a boy. Okay. Who's your favourite neighbour? Um, Not from the TV show, I mean from your actual local neighbor. area. I only have one neighbour. Oh, of course, because you're a millionaire and you live in yeah. nowhere. and he's you? seven miles away. <laughs> so, I, I don't... Is he a prick? I, no, I, I'm, I'm, I, he's... Um, He's got a beard, but, you know, not a hipster beard. He's right, 60 old or something. Old school beard, yeah. Old school Corbin beard. beard. Um, he wears, he's posh enough that he gets away with wearing stained brown slacks. Right. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't he's raise not an asked. Couldn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, and we and all aspire to that, don't we? He seems decent enough. He keeps his boundaries in order. Yeah. Why did you ask me that one? Does that prove I'm a boy? It's for a survey that I'm doing. I don't need to tell you why I'm doing it. Okay. Do you want me to go on to Gangs of the EPL? Because I've got to be honest with you, Andy, you want to position this one correctly because it's a bit long. Well, just get it out of the way now then. You sure? Yeah. Okay. And people can just fast forward through it if they want to. Right. Gangs of the EPL. So, I think I went to the Riverside last Saturday to watch Borough's victory against Bournemouth. And I thought I just would like to tell you a little bit about, um, because I go every other week, Yeah. about that time, you know, what I get up to. So... I set off at half 30. You set off at half 30. <laughs> Try that again. I set off at 8.30 <laughs> in my fast black supercar, right? <laughs> Obviously. I take one of those hot drinks, hot cups of tea, you know, and it's... You know those, those thick hot cups that keep your drinks hot? Those hot drinks of hot, tea, hot cup, yeah. Hot cups, do you call them? I, I don't know. And it's got supercar hot cup written on it. Right. I got the wife to Did do it come with first. the car? No. No, I got the wife to do it because well, I wanted it black and chrome. Yeah. You know, I wanted it to feel like Premiership. So. When did you turn into Chris Evans, Bob? Don't, don't, don't never say that. <coughs> I mean, you say fucking anything. So I took, uh, so I've got me, so this is me going. I got my supercar hot drink. I have a pack of Cadbury's chocolate fingers. 
with yeah. me. I always take them for the journey. And I'd just like, on that point, I'd like to say, I think the chocolate on the Cadbury's finger is the cheaper Cadbury's Buttons yeah. flake chocolate. Yeah. Do you think so? It's not dairy I don't, milk. I've not thought it? about it. Okay, so I'll... You don't eat these while you're driving, do you? Yeah, I do. Um, a pack of crisps... I'll let that out because that's illegal. A pack of crisps, me ones with the low um, saturated fat oh, content, yeah. and I'll listen to crime podcasts right. and Joni Mitchell songs. Okay? Um, what a nice life. And can I just find another little detail that can't possibly be of any interest is, you know, on this podcast, we've voiced like our concern about memory form. Yeah. Right. And the fact that it, it heats you up too much. Yeah. Right. So, well, I got a new mattress recently and what I did was it's what I, 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 I cut out a square from the old foam memory one. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I've put that on my supercar front seat. Right. So, um, so you can see out the window because you're quite ha, short, ha, haven't you? It's a and it's a revelation, right? So what happens is the heat builds up in my ass during yeah. the journey, right? And when I get into the riverside, the latent heat that's in stored in my ass, right, yeah. keeps me and the people immediately around me warm right through till around about half time. That's good. I'm glad you incorporated that into the already overlong gangs of EPL section. Well, on my way back, go and reverse. I stop at Weatherby Services. I get a service station. Though. It is. It's very busy, though. Yeah. Oh, it's busy. I get a hot chocolate and a scotch egg and a timeout bar, right? So all I've had in the day is me fingers, me crisps, me scotch egg, me hot chocolate, me timeout bar. And when I get home, I get home about half past ten. I always have my first piss of the day. Really? Really? Yeah. And is it, it also is, your last one of the days? Is it your Chadwick? It's not my Chadwick. Right, no. okay. Because then I get on the beer. But so yeah. I have my first piss of the day, and it's ex the exact colour of um, the beef consomme that they serve at the Ritz in London, yeah? Right. And it smells like the very centre of a lukewarm little pork pie. <sighs> So this is a savoury spread, you know what I mean? That's a beautiful moment, that, isn't it? It is because, well, no, thank you, because it's like, it sums up the day. It's a mix of the north and the south. Yeah. And it just kind of reflects, you know, the whole day. You can't beat a, a pungent piss that doesn't actually disgust you, can you? Well, not your own, don't disgust well, Can we not go into piss? Please. Can we not go into piss? Carry I might put, get that put on a badge or Carry a T-shirt. Can we not go into <laughs> piss? Andy, now the gangs of the EPL staff. So after the match, I went. Should I do the sting again? Just in case you. Yeah, yeah all right. Well, the... Gangs of the EPL. <laughs> right, so players' lounge afterwards. Um, go there, fanny about, see if there's anything to nick or whatever. And I, saw, I was going down the corridor, I saw a sign on just a really ordinary, like, oak furniture land sort of door, um, just written in, what are those pens called that David Beckham uses to... Probably a Sharpie. A Sharpie. He writes his novels with him, doesn't he? <laughs> so um, I went inside. I don't know what the sign said, I can't remember. I went inside, there's Biffy Clyro. Yeah. Sat on his own, drawn on his face with a Sharpie. And he looks at me and he, he just says, Help. So I get out of there and go, I want to do. You don't want to get involved in that. don't want to get involved. So I'm going past the toilets. I hear a bit of a commotion. I go inside, really quiet. Yeah, just peek my head round. There's Eddie Howe, you know, the Bournemouth manager, and Jack Wiltshire. Right. Deep in conversation. Now, Eddie 
Eddie's wearing a boiler suit because I don't know if you know, but he does boiler services and repairs on the side. Yeah. I did, did you know yeah, that? Yeah, I knew that, yeah. Did you know, because I got caught out because I wanted him, he only does gas and electric, not oil. It's quite hard to find an oil one these days, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's a specialist he's, job, though, isn't it? He's Corgi registered, and Jack's wearing a really shiny, you know, that shiny kind of African Prince Armani suit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's Eddie talking to Jack. He says, I'm very disappointed, Jack. How does he talk, Eddie? He's like, he doesn't move his teeth, does no, his he? Mouth, his face doesn't move it's at it. all. I'm very Jeez. disappointed, Jack. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, that's it, yeah. I'm very disappointed, Jack. You've been smoking in here, I can smell it. Jack says, well, I haven't bought a promise and I'm not even lying. <laughs> right, so he says, shut up, Jack. This is Bournemouth Football Club. We're a lovely little fairy tale club who run our hearts out and are really tactically aware. You know the golden rules. One, ski yoghurt five times a day. <laughs> Two, dress codes, dark grey suit from M&S. And three... No doing anything daft like BMX, BMX biking or horseplay in the dressing room or fannying about on a beach or smoking. And then he says, but really seriously, he says, now I want you to answer my next three questions with absolute honesty. Your future here, this lovely club, depends on it. He says, so Jack, do you like ski yoghurt? No, no, boss, I don't. And I'm not even lying, I don't. That's okay. I'm a lovely manager of the lovely club, so you can switch to Muller Light. Ah, oh, yes, thank you, boss. You won't regret it. I'm not even lying about that. Second question. Is that suit from Marks and Spencer's, Jack? Ah, oh, boss. No, I'm sorry, boss. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? It's from Broad, and I'm not even lying. I didn't... I, no, it's not from M&S. He says, okay, you've been lovely and honest. Let's see... We reach a... Why is that Geordie? What's Cockney sound like? Come on. What, yeah. Can't Cockney? Down, You've yeah. been lovely and honest. That's better, yeah. Let's say we reach a compromise. You can buy a dark grey suit from either Next Directory or Debenhams. Ah, oh, thank you, boss, and you are not even going to regret that. Ah, oh, they've got some nice tight suits at Next. And <laughs> Wiltshire's not Geordie, is he? No, he's not, but that's all right. All right. Finally... But, Finally, and this is the big one as far as this lovely club is concerned, have you been smoking in here? Right? Well, I forgot to tell you, and it's quite important, slightly ruins it really, is that the halftime entertainment at the Riverside versus Bournemouth was James Arthur. Oh. Yeah, he came on yeah, and did the bingo. Local lad, come back. Didn't um, sing, did he? No, he didn't sing. He just did the draw and that and gave us an opinion on the, the tactics and what have <laughs> So he says, anyway, as far as this lovely... This is the big one. As far as this lovely club is concerned, have you been smoking in here? Now Jack starts biting his lip, lip and, like, rubbing his tummy and making, like, a slow grunt and... <laughs> and a little bit of wee appears just on the front oh. of his shiny suit. Boss, 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 listen. Uh, at that moment, the cubicle door bangs open and out comes James Arthur, wearing full Peaky Blinders gear, woolen oh. suit, cloth cap, etc. Hobnail boots. Hobnail boots, Peaky Blinders look. And James says, uh, "All right, Mister, how would you do? I heard that you was, I heard what you were saying, like, and I just wanted to say, like, that 
it was me who was fagging it in here, like. This short bloke in the cheap suit, whoever he is, he hadn't been smoking, like. Oh, thank you, says Eddie. That's cleared that up. At that moment, Aito Karanka comes into the box, right? And he says... <laughs> So Eddie takes it as, you know, and goes out with him and they yeah. leave. James turns to Jack. He says, uh, I'm James Arthur of X Factor and I work for the Peaky Gooners, Theo Walcott's gang. You left Arsenal to get away from them stealing your dinner money and leaving Todd in your car. Well, you owes one now. You must agree to be our spy at the lovely club Bournemouth or I will tell on you to lovely Eddie. And he says, oh, well, I've no choice, I'm, I mean, and I'm not even lying, you give me no choice. And they shake hands, right? And Jack says, oh, how's it going back at the Arsenal in London? He says, oh, I'm not good, like, the two Spurs gangs, the White Arts and the Sherwoods, like, are having a meeting in Harry Kane's mum's garage next week. They might be forming an alliance that could shift the power in London, like, but we have got a spy working for us. That's it, Eric Lamella, I bet it's that little twat Lamella. <laughs> He says, I'm not saying out, like, you'll be hearing from us in the meantime. You keep an eye on that Callum Wilson for us. Rumour is he's spreading lies about Theo having a tiny Johnson. Well, he has, hasn't he? Yeah, but that's not the point. It's about respect. And they walk out together. And they're gone. So. That's another chapter. Another chapter. In the gangs of EPL. Yeah. And... You know, this is it's a bit like an HBO box set, this. Yeah. We're just learning little bits each week. Did you think, Andy, that story was a bit like Broadwalk Empire? I've not seen Broadwalk Empire. Oh, right. Well, it was, let me tell was you. It? So just to sum up, so what we've, we've got um, an Arsenal spy in the Bournemouth yep. camp. Yep. There's going to be a big meeting next week, a summit, yep. round Harry Kane's mum's house yep. to see if the two Spurs gangs can join, join forces together. Yep. That's going to swing the balance of power in London. Yep. Right towards the Spurs gang. And let's see how long you can drag it out for next week then. Yeah. Maybe and it's 20 minutes, do you think? Let's not, let's not pretend to be anything other than intrigued by the fact that an X-Factor winner is getting himself involved in the English Premier League gang scene. Mm, Interesting. Very much so. So I've taken up a lot of your time. What would you like um, to... I'd, well, I'd just like to move on to the, the new feature we discussed earlier, which we've um, been pitching on Twitter. It's called Footballers in the Wild. All right. And it's where our listeners, um, if they spot a footballer out there, out and about, tweet us and let us know. We've had three so far. We've had uh, Mike from London says, um, I had Cesc Fabregas in the back of my taxi telling me that he's happy to stay at Chelsea because he gets loads of free sweets. Is this true, Andy? This is completely true, yeah. These are genuine sightings. Martin Keown was in HMV in Brighton trying to return a battered 29-year-old copy of Jack Your Body by Steve Silk Hurley. Okay. Claiming it was an unwanted gift. Oh. And that's Mike in Brighton who's come up with that. And then Jeff, who's in Burnley, he says that he saw Kevin Kilban in the middle of Iran washing his face in a frying pan. That's awful, Andy. Why did you read that up? <laughs> it's up to you, it's isn't it? Jeff from Burnley. Yeah. I've got to take him at his word. I mean, it's nice. We run a ship here. I don't know what you're going to say. No. And you're free to say anything yeah. you want. And, and I know it's the that. same with you. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. Wife's questions. Okay. I like her questions this week. Do you? I Do you not like usually like them? No, I've just, they're really sweet this week. That's, Do you know what I mean? quite telling. Do you know what I mean, though? They're, they're really quite sweet. sweet. I'm sure they are, yeah. Wife's questions. One, hi, Andy. Hi, Mrs. This Morton. is about fly spray. When using fly spray, do you chase the fly about and try to hit it in the face or nose, or do you just spray in places where you think it is going to go? No, I um, I, I kind of, yeah, the first one, I go after it. <laughs> I go in for the kill, the immediate <laughs> kill, yeah. So do you think in your mind that you can turn and swoop quicker than a fly? Yeah. You, need to, you can, can you? Yeah. See, I've learned over the years, I just spray it on the windows, near the windows. Because that's where they go. That's where they go. I hadn't thought of that. How do you prepare? I'm always interested in this question. How do you prepare and cook your baked potatoes? Um, My baked potatoes, I do them in the oven. Good, yeah. um, With a little bit of salt on them. What? um, And I rub some oil into the skin before I put them in the oven, wrapped in, in, in tin foil. About an hour and a half. Right. Do uh, I fuck? I put them in the microwave <laughs> for nine minutes. Is that what you do? Yeah. I, f- I knew it. And I even eat the skins. I knew it. So your skins are just like sweaty. Yeah. And limp. leathery. Yeah. 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 The skins are like. Skin. What was that bullshit about? Rub- what's rubbing salt and oil and foil and sh- that then? Is that I was it? just trying to fit in with you and your lifestyle. You've seen someone do that. Sometimes. Do you know what? Oh, I've had some focaccia bread this week. What's that? It's Italian bread. Have you? Yeah. What do you think of that? I thought you were looking a bit smug. <laughs> that post fascia glow you've got. Is it fascia? Post fascia glow. Yeah. Final question. I mean, How do you well dry your washing in the fungalow? Do you have a tumble dryer or do you just lay it all out on the lawn? I've got radiators actually. Oh, right. And at this time of the year, you kind of get anything dried outdoors. Right. Because it's not warm enough and the air's too moist and cold. Yeah. So it just all goes on the radiators. Right, you know, and um, I'm, I'm thinking about getting one of them Z-shaped rack things that you just hang the stuff on and put in front of the radiator. Yeah. There's a name for them, but I forgot what Washing it is. Somebody told us what it was. Clothes horse. Called a clothes horse, I think. A clothes horse. I think so, yeah. Is a clothes horse not the thing that extends upwards? Oh, pretty fuck, From yeah. the floor? But, but um, yeah, you're right. That's if you know point. what that thing's called that I'm talking about, the Z-shaped thing that yeah. folds outwards. Yeah. Just tweet us something or just... I think it's called a Z-air. Or just, 
Z dry. You know, like Z dry. Z dry. Yeah. Ridiculous. Thank you for your answers. Um, Is that it? Yeah. That was quite painless for a change, actually. So we've got a Corbin you want to tell us about? I've, well, funnily enough, I didn't have one until I got off the train at King's Cross this morning. Something happened. And I decided I was going to go and get myself a bacon sandwich, so I just nipped into a calf. Yeah. <clears throat> just next to King's Cross. Who should be sat there? Jeremy Corbyn. Sat there, um, plate of barbecue, spare ribs oh, that's in nice. front of him. It's early for at that, like, At like 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, that's... And he's a vegetarian, apparently. Oh, right, yeah. And the it wasn't the ribs. It was just, well, it was the ribs. It was just the bones. Right. They looked like a dog had sucked the meat off them or something. Right, yeah. <clears throat> so I says, "All right, all right, there, Jez. Um, the your bones there, either." He says, "No, Billy Braggs. He's gone for a shit." Oh, he's with Billy again. <clears throat> yeah, he's with Billy again. So a couple of a couple of seconds later, um, Billy Braggs stomps out of the gents, and uh, he says, uh, "You can't take it with you, can you? Hey, know what I mean?" To, to nobody. I know what he means. Do you? Yeah, well, sort of, yeah, because yeah. what he's done. What he's done. In there, you kind of take gone, it with yeah. you. Yeah. Um, he sits down, he, he looks across at me, yeah. All right, treacle! Says, all right, Bill. And they've got, between the two of them, there's loads of sheets of paper and coloured pencils strewn all across the table, so they're up to something. Yeah. They're working on something. Yeah. I says, um, what's this thing you plan in the uh, 2020 election campaign? Corbyn says, no, it's our day off. We're working on a side project today. We've launched a creative agency, providing tender ethical solutions in a cruel and feeling world. That's like a bit of a Mouthful. corporate slogan, yeah. yeah. Vision statement. So he's getting a bit agitated at this stage, and he has a little toot on a bright red inhaler that he carries around with oh, him. What, a verb thing, you mean? No, like an inhaler, like, you know. What, for, for asthma? Asthmatics, oh, right. yeah. So he's got one of them. So anyway, I says, um, so what are you working on then? And Bragg says, uh, we're pitching for the John Lewis Christmas advert. Big one. Big one, yeah, exactly. You know, start big. And uh, Corbin says, uh, yes, as a Cuban-style workers' cooperative, John Lewis is exactly the kind of friendly capitalist organisation we're aiming to break into. I says, all right, what's your, what's your pitch then? Have you got a storyline for this Christmas advert then? Yes, actually, yes, we do. I will tell it to you now. And Bill says, uh, can I do a bit of it, Jez? No, Bill. No, we've already been through this. You can operate the PowerPoint clicker if you can get your timing right beforehand. Yeah, all right, Jez. I'll keep practising, Jez. I'll keep practising. Yeah. And um, Corbin says, uh, OK, here we go. And he's speaking quietly because he doesn't want anybody else in the cafe to hear he it, you know. Of course not. Because they're off to John Lewis later on to pitch this. Here we go. It's the morning after a nuclear holocaust. A single mother emerges from her impromptu homemade shelter and ventures out into the street. Death and destruction is everywhere. She looks across at the town square and to her amazement, the Christmas tree has remained intact. Suddenly, a sleigh pulls into view. On it is Dead Morris, the Russian version of Father Christmas. I didn't know about that. I didn't know about that, no. He approaches the mother and strokes her face before kissing her softly upon the lips. Billy Bragg says, We might do a CGI thing at this point where her eyes turn into cartoon hearts. <laughs> Corbin says, I don't think the cartoon hearts are a good idea, Bill. So I says, All right, okay, so what, what happens then then? Dead Morris, 
removes his hood and beard to reveal that he's Vladimir Putin. Right. Shit. And Bill says, yeah, that's what I said. We just came up with it. It's amazing, isn't it? Says, uh, well, it's, it's something, yeah. Corbin says, I think you'll find it's heartwarming and informative with the slightest of nods towards the vile capitalist fuckfest that is the modern British Christmas. Mmm, angry. Another little puff on the inhaler then. Yeah. So I says, um, well, what's the soundtrack? Because the soundtrack's always important. really important in the John bit, yeah. Lewis ads, you know what I mean? And Bill says, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm singing that. It's a gentle, slowed-down version of Part of the Union by the Strobes. Do you want me to do it for ya? Well, go on then. He says, I got my guitar. It's at the Menders. <laughs> but I'll do it a cappella. <laughs> so he goes there. Oh, you don't get me. I'm part of the union. You don't get me. I'm part of the union. You don't get me. I'm part of the union. Children, J.I.J. Children, J.I.J. Beautiful, aren't it? Was that the end? That's the that's him doing the song. That's oh, the song that'll be on the advert and then Corbin yeah. says, Right, fuck off. We're going around to John Lewis's head office in half an hour and I need to finish colouring this bar chart. So oh, I just made me excuses and left. Yeah. I didn't have the heart to tell them that John Lewis had already made this year's Christmas advert. You know, do, do you know a complete waste of time. Yeah, well, but it's like they'll gain from the experience of that. What are they starting an advertising agency? Looks like it, yeah. yeah. They'll gain from the experience of doing the pitch and everything. If there was an advertising agency or one of them creative hubs. Got a creative hub, yeah, which you can cycle to, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> what? tell me, do you know anything about I saw a rumour that it was a football-based um, John Lewis one. I've not heard anything about it because I don't give the slightest of fucks. The, um, yeah, I've heard it's like he wants some new football boots because he's useless at football because <laughs> he has to wear these old ones. Right. He has to wear slippers. And then... <laughs> Uh, when he opens his present, it is just a new pair of slippers. Yeah. Um, and I don't quite know what the point of that is. It's something like, um, you know, make sure you give people something they need. Or So anyway, well, we'll see in the fullness of time what it turns out to I'm, be. I'm assuming this is something you've just made up. No, honestly, that's what I've heard it Jesus. is. Jesus. Can I just do a little bit of scouse before we carry on? Oh, go on, yeah. Not too loud. Lucky. <laughs> Thank you. Do you want to say um, shit? Um, Yeah. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) I haven't seen the Alderman for a good while now, Oh, it's been a few weeks, hasn't it? It's been a good few weeks. Obviously, his face and his body shape, and that enters my mind every now and then, obviously. At night. And I occasionally go to the website of the Teesside Evening Gazette to see if there's any new pictures of him doing his charity work or campaigning, like, on behalf of... Dozy kids. Yeah. So I'm at home with the wife last Tuesday. We're having one of our afternoon crime clubs watching a doc- Oh, yeah. Afternoon. Oh. We shut the shutters and that. And Are you semi retired now? Yeah. Right. Hence um, the afternoon crime club. Afternoon crime club. Watching a documentary about a bloke who murdered his victim with door handles. <laughs> but you would watch that, wouldn't you? Yeah. As soon as we saw that on the blurb. You know, can you imagine saying, documentary about a bloke who murdered his victims with door handles? Yeah. I can't imagine him saying, no, no, I don't want to see that. Yeah. Well, you've got to watch that. We're watching it anyway. I don't know why I laughed. (laughs) Suddenly, 
there's a very, very robust. I'll see if I've got. I can recreate a very robust knock on the door. Do you know, oh, you think police, bailiff, what? You yeah. know that it was that. Sort I think bailiff. Of, yeah, it had that sort. Of, <laughs> it had that sort of authority, and uh, it really gave us a bit of a, a shock. My cat, I was sat next to me. My cat spewed up onto my Giacomo catalogue <laughs> as soon as he heard. You know, we really it was. So I answered the door, and. Opening up, it's the alderman. He's got his charity minibus parked on my drive. And boy, Andy, he looked smart. Did he? Uh, honestly, he had wool, not, I don't know what it is, like wool brown jacket. Yeah. Like milk chocolate colour. Silvery grey slacks, that, like they're gently flared at the bottom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do they call it airline? Airline flare. Yeah. Um, but still really tight round his thighs and his ass. you yeah. know? Really nice. Do you know the nice contour yeah, was yeah. in that? And red shoes. <laughs> He's, it, it's the, the look of a man from Teesside who's, who's trying to impress, isn't it? Yeah, trying Basically. to improve, I suppose, as you might say. So my heart obviously misses a beat. Yeah. I swallow a bit and whatever. It's been it? a while, hasn't it? Hello, Robert. Long time no see. Long time no kiss, I'm thinking. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't say that. Get in. Well, well, are you not going to invite me in? I said, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, old man, lovely to see you. We're just watching the programme about Jake Litchie, you know, the, the, the um, door handle killer. Um, oh, the door handle killer, it's a very nice choice. So we get into the front room. Wife's turned off the telly because she's a bit embarrassed about having it on during the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, do the introductions, and the wife says, can I get you anything to eat, Alderman? And he says, yes, Margaret, thank you. <laughs> I've got a long journey back to Stockton. Could I have a ham sandwich and a piece of fruit, please? Of course, says the wife. Um, and then he says, hold on, hold on. Um, what fruit have you got? And she says, oh, I've got banana, pear, apple, orange. And he says, do you have apricot, mate, Margaret? <laughs> she says, e, no, I don't. And uh, I said, well, I could go and get a pack from Waitrose. And he says, well... No, you stay here, Robert. I need a chat about daft kids stuff. And I really do need an apricot. So Margaret, my wife, says, oh, that's fine. I'll go and get them. And off she goes. Soon as she's gone, he says, listen, Robert, I have a long journey ahead. As I said, could I have a quick shower? I said, oh, yeah, of course you can. I understand. Yeah. So I showed him where it was, let him get on with it. A couple of minutes later from upstairs, I hear, Robert, Robert. Can you come and help me, please? Quick, Robert. So I go up and I knock on the bathroom door. Come in, Robert. So in I go, and he stood there naked in front of the window that like overlooks the drive. Now, he's about 17 stone, the older man, yeah? yeah? But his skin's still really taut. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. really taut. It's a little bit red in a few patches because my... My, my wife always has a shower fit um, too hot. Right. So that's not his fault, you know, like... Now, because he's in front of the... It's because it's, it's late afternoon, he's in front of the uh, the window. Like, his shoulder hair is, re is really, like, fluffed up. And it's, like, silhouetted in the light coming from the window. It's like a lovely patch of, like, a chamomile lawn or something mm. that you just want to bury your head in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'll pretend I do. <laughs> I need a towel, Robert. But the one you provided fell out of the window. <laughs> so I brush past like his, his body and I look out the window and sure enough, there's my towel. Yeah. But guess who's holding it? Guess who's holding the towel? Is it the town clerk? The, 
Gin Town Clark, yeah. And he's there with all his cronies. Do you know oh, what I mean? Come banded. Yeah, the vicar who stinks of bleach and the parks and recreations. And freaking Biffy's there. Biffy Clyro oh. drawing on his face as well. Interesting. So they all start chanting, kiss the alderman, kiss the alderman, kiss the alderman. I think, yeah, I really want to. I do want to. He's naked, though. Well, whatever. Well, so I turn to him and he's already in position, staring at me with his mouth like wide open, as wide as you can get it, you know. So I open my mouth as wide as I can. Oh, it's one of them. Yeah, I slowly, slowly move towards him. Just as our lips are about to sort of couple, right? Clamp onto it. Yeah, he stops me though on my shoulders and his tongue. Starts darting round my mouth like a little juvenile snake. <laughs> and then he, he gently puts my hand against the side of his thigh and then he clamps his lips onto mine. You know, both our lips are quite wet, so our lips are like slipping round each other, sort of searching for a grip. Then he pulls back. And it's over. And it's over. Thank you, Robert. That will be all. Biffy, I think it was through the towel up, comes through the window, and I, like heartbeat, really quickly, yeah, go back to the lounge. Think, wow, what just wow, that was superb. Um, anyway, he left uh, straight away before the wife got back. So, well, what can I say? There you go. I got a case. Did you not get the apricot? No, I got a case, and I got to have the apricots. With me crime club, which was a bonus because the wife won't win, use you. Win, 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 yeah. win, win for you, isn't it? Yeah, she won't use you. have apricots in the house, so Brilliant. apricots in crime, so... She, yeah. she suspected nothing. I tell you, it really felt like electric, though. Yeah. I, I hope I did it justice. I hope so. I'm sure you did. I'm not sure where it goes from here, but it can only get worse. <laughs> <laughs> can we just then quickly go across to our correspondent, the secret soccer superstar, oh, yeah. who joins us now and again? <clears throat> It's been um, politics and football have been in the news this week. What with the poppies and the with poppies Gary Lineker making controversial statements yeah. that aren't really controversial. So um, the Secret Soccer Superstars talking to us about politics and Lovely. football. People say that football and politics shouldn't mix, but a lot of players that I played with were a lot more active in politics than you might think. Obviously, they had to keep most of their political opinions to themselves in the media, but that certainly wasn't the case in private. I knew of one top, top player who was a very senior member of the UK branch of Al-Qaeda in its early days, and I also used to play alongside a lad who was a vegetarian. Some of us got heavily into local politics as well. I used to regularly appear as a guest on my local council's plan permission committee. I remember there was one time when it got particularly hairy. I'd rejected a planning permission application by this old man who wanted to build a summer house in his garden. I already had a similar kind of summer house myself at the time and I hardly ever used it. So I rejected his application to try and help save him a bit of money and effort. Anyway, at the next week's meeting, he came at us with a flathead screwdriver, so I punched his fucking lights out. That's one in the eye for people who say politics can't be exciting. Mm, there you Ooh, go. Oh, we're a bit angry at the end. Yeah. I mean, with that attitude, you know, I'm violent. I don't know, with that attitude, I'm thinking, 
I'm thinking we're talking the centre half here. I Are know we're not meant to guess who he is. Well, I know I'll we're never see it. All right, I well. know who he is, but I'm sworn to secrecy. I'll never see it. Are you willing to tell me whether he's defender or attacker? I'm not going to see it. No. All okay. I will tell you is that he definitely, definitely used to be a top, top professional footballer. No, I appreciate that. Um, I think that's about all we've got time for this week, Bob. Um, have you enjoyed being called um, Jack the Slice? It's added an edge to the proceedings that that isn't often there. Okay. Well, um, goodbye. Jack the Slice, see you next time. Goodbye, Honky Tonk. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.